Hi, this is Dr. John, and today I'm here with Lynn Phipps, uh, who started a wonderful organization called Beachwood uh, here in Rhode Island. She's actually in South County. Uh, Lynn has a phenomenal story of working with horses uh, as a way to help uh, individuals uh, relieve anxiety, but also just be able to live better lives. So, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about what you're doing. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm really excited to hear more about um, your journey. So walk me through, how did everything start for you? Um, well, Healing with Horses started for me a long time ago. Um, I've worked with horses since I was a kid. Mm. Um, I was able to get back to working with horses as an adult. I'm an architect um, and an ordained minister, and my avocation has been being a, um, a dressage rider, dressage and show jumping. And um, when I started to realize how each of my horses met me and helped me heal, it was like a major aha moment. And I realized that, oh my gosh, there's something going on here. And I sort of set about trying to figure out how to help other people who didn't have that opportunity. So were you dealing with a lot of the stresses of training and so forth? And so how, how, how did it affect you personally? Um, so, because horses are mirrors, they show us what we don't realize about ourselves. So whether it's in a training situation where you're facing your darkest fears, you realize that unless, that, that your horse will mirror that. So mm -hmm. you, may, you may have a horse that's a seasoned competitor, but the minute you turn into the fetal position, so to speak, the horse panics, right? Mm. So you start to realize that the communication that's going back and forth is on an, a completely other level. Um, and, and for me, each of my horses came to me to teach me something different. So whether my first horse, I really feel like it was really about facing fear. Um, my next horse was really about developing into the confidence, the confident person um, that could lead. Um, and then Raja, one of our healers at the, at the center, literally came to me to teach me about the healing work, mm -hmm. which was a powerful moment when I realized that he met me in the center of a field and put his head on my heart and chose, was a young horse, chose to work with me. And then I started, he, he just, He's a very demonstrative horse, and the work that he does is phenomenal. Wow. So is it because horses read body language, or how do they communicate? Mm. How do they mirror? Good question. Um, so horses are herd animals, and they're prey animals. So every horse is constantly hypervigilantly reading their environment because the only way they can save themselves and save their community, because they're very connected, is by being aware. Um, so what happens is that they're constantly reading any being in their environment. So when I take someone out to work with the horse, what I do is I know the horse well enough to read the horse's body language and I can tell what's going on inside the person based on how the horse responds. Mm. And did you develop this all by yourself or was there already training available to help you read into what the horses were reading and, and reflecting yeah, on that? Great question. Um, so there are other organizations that do different kinds of equine therapy. Equine therapy is most often understood 
as a way of working with the disabled population, whether it's a physical disability or an emotional disability. Um, horses have, have been used with that population. And there, there's an organization called PATH, the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemen International, mm -hmm. that does a foundational standards-based training. And then you can do all kinds of additional trainings. Um, through them. And there's another organization called EGALA that focuses, um, both focus on um, working with folks for, with behavioral health issues. What I do is really a combination of my own techniques that are honed over time, working with people as a counselor um, and a spiritual director. So I use a variety of combinations of additional techniques a little bit more in depth than most of those two organizations really teach. So walk me through in terms of a technique that you would use for somebody, and typically, who comes and sees you? Oh, good question. Um, so let's see. A lot of people come for because they are going through really heavy grief, some mm. form of, of something they can't get out of. Anxiety, grief, um, depression. Um, we've worked with folks with various disorders, people who, for whom talk therapy just doesn't seem to work, or oftentimes people who have hit a plateau in talk therapy and their therapist knows that they're sort of in a stuck place, and mm -hmm. so they'll, they'll send them for equine therapy to just bump them up over um, that plateau and into the next level. Got it. Yeah. So um, it seems like, you know, I, I know that a lot of times we see people go to therapy and it really they really need to find somebody that they connect with because right. uh, otherwise the healing's not as effective. Right. And then it sounds like this is really something that you can do alongside therapy or even can take the place yes. of therapy. So walk me through, what does a typical session uh, look like? Well, people will usually come in and we, well, we are working with Brown to collect data. So we're able to actually show and illustrate the healing rates that people are responding because folks are, are, are feeling better very quickly, mm. which is awesome. Um, so the first thing is we just take, we ask you to fill out a form that is sort of a stress inventory. Um, so we get a gauge of where you are when you're coming in, just talk a little bit about what's going on for you, and then I take you out to work with a horse. Um, I usually, I'm often able to let people choose which of our three horses they wanna work with. And we either go into the field or into a stall, depending on the weather outside and, you know, what's going on. And I lead you through a guided meditation that helps you to ground yourself and connect with the animal. Um, connecting with the animal is a very particular process that um, makes it possible for the horse to actually help move energy and shift blocks. Mm. Um, and then we go into what's going on and, and unburden whatever's happening. So people leave feeling vastly different and knowing themselves much better, even after the first session. Because when you're working with a horse, the rapport is built so much more easily than when you're sitting in an office trying to talk to somebody. The other thing that's interesting about this work that I feel is really important is that we don't ex you don't have to relive all of the things that have gone on that may be the issue you know so many times talk therapy is so much about having to go deeply into something and pull it out and process it you're not telling the horse mm -hmm. what happened so 
the, it's able to move much more easily. And that way, you know, there's sort of this no judgment zone, right? Because you Absolutely. feel like the horse is going to judge you versus somebody else um, who has another life. Right. So in terms of the length of therapy, how long does it usually take and how many sessions uh, do people usually come to you for mm -hmm. and what would you recommend? And then is this a forever type of thing or mm -hmm. does it get to a point where treatment is complete and do you come back for regular maintenance or come back not at all? Yes. Um, so, so far, our data is showing that with almost every condition, around 7 to 12 to 15 sessions, mm. and people are able to say, I feel really great on a consistent basis. You have to remember that part of what we're doing is we're helping you to build new neural pathways to, to tr for, for your mind, your heart, your gut to travel down when things are stimulated or when you're in situations that might actually trigger um, an uncomfortable or an unhealthy response. So our goal is to see you often enough and closely enough together that almost like muscle memory, we start to build that neural pathway and then help you develop it to be a little more reliable, a little more reliable, a little easier to get to. And it doesn't take very much time to do that, which is wonderful. So mm. oftentimes someone will come in for, say, a recent grief or loss. We end up uncovering a more complicated grief or a trauma that means that that's the reason that that grief is especially difficult. And that doesn't take very long to and you talk them. At all. You talk them through we it. We talk through. Yeah, we the process. It's a very, it's a beautiful process. Very gentle process. And then um, sometimes they'll uncover many more things, and they want to keep coming. And sometimes it's just a few sessions, and they're like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And mm. they feel so much better. So it's the it's the patient. Um, you have the horse, and then you're with them right. to really that triangle help them guide yes. through the process. Yes, and the relationship between the horse and the therapist, because we're also training new therapists and training new horses. Horses have to choose this work. It's it's a very particular, just like you and me, you know, you're either, mm. either want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a nurse, you want to be, a, you know. So horses who choose this work are really good at it. Um, and therapists obviously can be trained to do this. So what we're finding is that, that that relationship between the horse and the human that's reading them is has to be very strong. Mm. And then then together the adding of the client into that becomes a transformational experience for people. Wow. So it sounds like it's definitely a a new way of doing things. I think so. And so how long does a session typically take? So what, one, of the, one of the wonderful things about developing something like this is that you, know, you start with the kinds of ways we've always done it, and then you get to deviate from it because mm -hmm. you are able to follow and work with somebody and really let that momentum work and shape the session. And what we've discovered is that an hour and a half is really the, sh the, the, the shortest period of time. Anything shorter than that, I'm calling somebody out of something that they won't be able to actually fully integrate. Mm. Um, we've also discovered that we do something called an intensive, which depending on the condition and the presenting situation, 
can be a series of sessions very close together that um, if someone has some really deep-seated um, things that they're trying to overcome or that surface often, it's, it's better to do more sessions close together because then we're actually helping to support the new neural pathway on a more regular basis so that they can actually build it. When I work with someone, I send them away with, you know, when, they, when they're finished, they'll, they'll have some exercises that they need to do to sort of keep strengthening and, and keep themselves mindful of how they're approaching a situation. And sometimes that's just too hard mm-hmm. if you've been doing it one way for a long time. So we find that if we do more sessions closer together, then we have a much faster healing rate and people are like, okay, now I can do this really easily. And so in this case, you're, in, you're a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. right now, but you do charge um, per session yes. uh, to keep the organization going. Yes. And you've been rapidly growing. So it's, it's you and do you have a staff now that helps yes. you? Yes. Yes, Dr. Craig Conover is another therapist on our staff. We have um, Katie and a couple of other individuals who are also staff members. So yeah, we've got a few different people. We are able to see clients with three horses now on mm-hmm. on the property who are doing the work. So and the horses only do for humanity for humanitarian or humane reasons. We don't ask too much of them. Um, they work about two two to three hours a day, mm-hmm. um, and then they Good have work schedule. to yes. Well, they then have to be they have to be treated in a way that they can release what they help other people release, mm-hmm. or they'll embody the stress or the illness themselves. So, we have they have massage therapists and they have other people who help them do that work too. Sounds like a nice life. Yeah. Now you're you're expanding. There's obviously mm-hmm. demand for this. You also work with companies and groups as well. Yes. And walk me through in that situation, uh, what would that look like? Would be a group of people, and would you have one horse, multiple horses? And how Mm -hmm. do you talk through the issues? And do you, in that situation, is it more so focused on team building, or do you ever dive into? Because you know what I'm, uh, what I'm envisioning is right somebody going deep into a childhood trauma in front of all their colleagues. Yeah, that's. That's not very very pleasant. Um, So when we do work with organizations, we find that the horses, again, because of their ability to really read the environment and to read individuals, there are often times that, um, I don't know if you've ever worked in a group where you just know that something's off or you can't figure it out or there's something going on or there's an energy that's that's blocking. Mm. Um, And sometimes it's a person that's blocking in a a non-obvious way. And what will happen is without any kind of confrontation, people will see what's happening and be able to develop workarounds because the horses help them to see it. So when we work with organizations, um, we do a whole bunch of different team building exercises. It's a little bit more like the Agala and the PATH models um, because those are are more standard exercises. And um, and we offer a farm to table lunch, and we do so. We basically often sometimes we'll have an organization come in with their own agenda, the kinds of things they want to do in a retreat, and we'll frame the retreat um, with some meditation and some grounding exercises, like we do with the horses, and then some horse work, and then set them off to do some of their work, and then come back 
and reflect. It's a way of getting deeper. Um, values conversations are always really valuable at the farm because people have a very hard time not being connected head and heart. Mm. So sounds like a great opportunity to reflect. And then, uh, so you, there's been a big demand for this. Tell me about this um, a new farm that you're looking to build. Yes, so we're very, well, because of the type of work we do, it's not a situation where it's easy to be um, where most, most places that horses are kept are either in someone's backyard, because they have one or two horses, or it's in a, a boarding facility where there are lots of different people who keep lots of horses and, you know, there's a heavy facility. The difficulty for us with that is there's not enough privacy for us to do our work. So we need to be able to be in a place where we can have all of our therapists have the level of privacy and the, the level and the horses have the level of care that we need to have to meet the greatest need mm. in the community. So and because our, our evidence-based research is showing how valuable this is and because we're learning people are learning so much about us, it's it's been it's growing. So we're, we've located a piece of property in Wakefield. Fortunately, it's near a bus stop. There are these different elements that make it especially um, appropriate for what we're doing mm. because our goal is to be able to treat folks, anybody with need. So we're fundraising right now to be able to... And how much are you looking to raise? We've raised more than... Almost a half a million dollars. Well, congratulations. And thank you. Um, the, pro the whole project as a whole is almost $3 million. Wow. So we have, we're going we're gonna to finance some of that. But um, right now we're down to the, two, the last $200,000 we need to raise to make this work. Got it. Yeah. So you're really looking for either a group of folks or uh, mm -hmm. one really generous individual to come in and, and help you with yes. that initiative. Yes. So that's going to allow you to create a new facility, really a lot of privacy uh, and the atmosphere required for you to really grow this to the next level. Yes, yes. Got it. And then, so in terms of if you were to talk to anybody about what you're doing and you looked at you know, people and what they were going through, what would be the top five reasons somebody would come and get a therapy session with you? The first thing I would say is that the Allied Center for Mental Health has shown through um, you know, their statistical analysis that three out of four Americans are stressed to the point of developing a chronic illness. This is in the US. And only one out of three get help before they develop that illness. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, we live in a world that by definition is stressful. Um, the kinds of anxiety that we're aware of, the, the ways that our world is operating right now, it's very insecure and unstable and scary and triggers all kinds of fear. Um, so the first reason a lot of people start coming is because they start to recognize that there's something not right in their world or in their life. They don't know how to fix it. They're doing all kinds of things to change things that may or may not be helping. Um, so that's one. Another is you're already sick. You realize you're sick and your doctor says, you gotta reduce stress, you gotta change something. How do you even figure that out? How do you even begin to think about that? The thing that we're able to do is get you into a state of mind and into a place where you can actually start to sort those things out and 
and start to really get to the core of what needs to shift and change. Mm. I like to say that we help people shift perspective to heal. So, and then the third is just life experiences, whether it's a grief or a trauma, or you're starting to realize that there are, are ways that you interact that are based on very old thought patterns and ways of being. So you come and figure that out in a non-threatening, non-judgmental and gentle way. So it's before you get sick, if you're sick, and then also if you want to get better. Right. And it sounds like everybody could benefit from the session. Yeah. So and thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about all of this. And what we'll do is that we'll include a link so that you can find Lynn and hopefully be able to book a session for yourself. And also, if any of you are looking um, to get involved more as either um, you know volunteers or contributing to the overall foundation that she's created to bring this practice to the next level, um, I'm sure that Lynn would be more than happy to connect with you as well. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.